Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Arena On Air. We're joined by Jake Epstein and Amelia Pedlow in this episode to talk about Ken Ludwig's Dear Jack, Dear Louise, now playing at Arena Stage. We talked about everything from where they got their start in theater, what their characters' dating profiles would look like, and a whole lot more. Don't miss the world premiere, Dear Jack, Dear Louise. Hi, my name is Amelia Pedlow, and I play Louise. My name is Jake Epstein. I play Jacob S. Ludwig, a.k.a. Jack. Can you tell us a little bit about your performing background, kind of where you started uh, and how you got to being here at Arena Stage in Dear Jack, Dear Louise? <laughs> I was born. Tell <laughs> <on> it, <laughs> Louise crazy, style. That's right. That's right. Oh, my One gosh. Uh, all right. Well, so I grew up with parents that took my sister, my older sister, and I to see theater. That was our vacation. Every single summer was we would road trip to New York City and see a Broadway musical. So I had this amazing, like, theater education as a kid and uh, auditioned for an art school um, and got in and had a teacher that picked me out and said, I'm going to send you on auditions. It was, like, uh, unreal. Like, it, you know, just the sort of... The chances of all that lining up and all that happening and uh, I got that part and then you know it sort of kept going and so I was a, I was a child actor I sort of took a break from acting went to school and uh, and then kind of came back to it as an adult and uh, since then been trying I've been trying to do as many different things as I can theater and uh, film and TV um, music and um, when I sort of combined a lot of those things and, and created a, a solo show this past summer, Jackie Maxwell, who directed Dear Jack, Dear Louise, saw me in the show and uh, and approached me after. And we had a, an amazing chat about this play. And that kind of begun this this process of uh, of me being here in D.C. In DC. I, um, my parents, I was also very lucky. My, my parents uh, took us to theater in Philly, where I'm from, and my dad teaches English, so he loved also like Shakespeare, and, and we went to see a lot of musicals too, and my brother and sister, no one in my family is in the arts, um, so I think it was pretty painful for them, but I <laughs> liked it, and, <laughs> and I think I really loved musicals to begin with, and, and just obsessed with soundtracks and things like that growing up, but it wasn't until college where I applied to actual schools and competed against people who had gone to great performing arts high schools and maybe even been doing it professionally. And I think for my poor parents, I applied to half theater and half non-theater schools because they really had just no idea if I was good enough to get in. And then uh, when I got in, uh, I went to school in New York for four years. And then I just continued after that. And this uh, play came about in part because I was in D.C. doing a different play. And I had texted our assistant director, Shannara Gabriel, about having a drink. And she said, oh, I can't make that night, but I'm giving your name for this project. And she said, I found out they were going to see you anyway, but I know the director really well, and I'm going to tell her how great you are. I hadn't heard of the show or anything. And the next day, I got an appointment to make a tape for the following day with about... I don't know, 16 pages of sides. So I made a tape in my living room with a friend, and I said, I, I really, I have no time to learn this, so I'm just going to do my best. And he was so sweet. We finished taping, and he's like, you can get this part. And I said, I don't, I, I don't 
think that that's true. <laughs> but they called me to New York for it to meet in person. And the story here that Jake has heard a hundred million times it's, I love the story. That, it's a good story. Is that I had a show that night. They couldn't see him on a Monday. Jackie was coming in, our director from Canada, and uh, the only time they could see me was at one. So that meant I had about an hour turnaround to arrive in New York, get to the audition studio, audition, and get back to my train to get back to D.C. for my show that night. <laughs> I get there. Uh, she's a little delayed. They're a little delayed getting started on the first person they're seeing. Um, and they're aware of me, and they're, they're taking very wonderful care of me. And I go in and audition with these pieces. And Jackie and Ken kind of get together, and then they say, can we give you something cold? I said, sure. And they actually take out their, someone had an iPad or something because they didn't even have a hard copy of the script. And they gave me a three-page monologue of this long story for anyone who's seen the show, the Coatesville story. Mm -hmm. And they said, would you mind taking this out in the hallway and looking at it? And I think they saw the <laughs> craziness in my <laughs> eyes. And Jackie said, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we'll, we'll just, we'll make sure we get you back in. We'll make sure we get your train. I'm like super aware. And I think that in a beautiful way also gave me a sense of, I, I don't, what can I do? I, I can look this over maybe once. I can pray. I can get some of the thoughts in my head. And then I can just go in there and have a good time as much as possible and then run to Penn Station. And I think the whole thing gave it an energy that was really great for the character, completely accidentally. And, like, I feel really lucky in a way for those sort of circumstances that might have seemed less than ideal were actually exactly what I needed. There, there's something about not being, not having the time to yeah. think too much about something. I don't know if you feel the same it's way, totally but sometimes real. when you're like, I have no time, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'm just going to do this. Yep. Like it, it cuts to something really honest in you that, that yep. probably came out. What are the biggest differences between being on stage, specifically in a show like Dear Jack, Dear Louise, where you are always on the stage, you're never hidden from the audience right. and then also doing on-screen work, which is also very intimate and personal. Yeah, I mean, the the major difference for me is is who the audience is. On stage, it's a it's a it's a vast pit of of, <laughs> of souls that you can't see in the dark who are maybe making noises if they're enjoying it. <laughs> um, and so there's a there's a technical aspect to theater. You're trying to be as honest as possible. You're trying to listen. You're trying to be present. You're trying to tell the story as honestly as you can. But you also need to be heard. You need to be seen. So there's a there's a slight uh, technical aspect of it that I like actually. There, it's the word theatrical. Like there's people are a bit bigger on stage because they need to reach the back of the house. On camera, uh, your audience. Is a is a is a tiny lens which can sometimes be right up in front of you. So, so it's the you know it's the same for me. Like it's the same fundamentals of of the character. It's the same work you would do to prepare something, but the technical aspect of working on camera is they can see everything. They'll see your eye blink. They'll see your lip quiver. They'll see you know, you know, oh, oh, you know. I, I should say unless it's like a sitcom, in which case it's probably closer to theater <laughs> or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how a, like Dear Jack, Dear Louise would work on on camera. Like, if there's oh you know, it's a, it's such a it's such a different kind of story than, it than is like a, a typical very, film or yeah, something. It's really you know a play. I mean, the, the the show is to me is about storytelling. Yeah. Like it, the whole thing's told through letters, but really the heart of it is two people telling stories to each other, yeah. and uh, it would be really cool to to see that on camera. Yeah. You know. But it would it would have to it would have to be adapted. What do you think Jack and Louise's dating profiles would look like? Oh, yeah, I love this question. Like, oh. 
I oh, hate this question. I love <laughs> this question. I, Louise. Oh, Lord. Louise would have, oh, she'd be that girl who has, like, a somewhat artistic profile, like, backgrounds and stuff that match, like, her looking out of something with some cool lights on it and stuff. <laughs> like, she would totally be that person. She would story all the t- everything. She would see a squirrel. And she would like put hearts and stars around it and talk about like she would she would insta story like a maniac, yeah. but it'd be fun. Wouldn't be a ton about her, it'd be a ton about like the world around her. <laughs> um, with a lot of music. Uh, she would hate humble braggers. Um, <laughs> she really would. Uh, and so but I mean I feel like that's all like I'm talking about social media stuff. But in a similar way, I don't think she would put up the bikini photo. I think she'd be much more look at me spinning this pot. In jeans and look at me, I don't know, standing in a dress in front of a marquee. Those would be a lot of her sort of profile, dating profile photos. And I would say, I would say she probably wouldn't be too experimental. She'd probably be like, I'm looking for some monogamy and some, you know, someone to actually get to know well and be a, have a good, be a friend with maybe and kind of not a one night thing and maybe not open to couples and whatnot. I think she'd be a little straight laced in that way. Um, and I think she'd be really curious about people outside of her sphere. I think Louise is really, I think it's a great thing about the show. I think Louise, yes, Bumble would matter, and friends of friends would be great safety-wise and all those other things. But I think she'd be someone who, if she got matched with an archaeologist, she would be so into it. <laughs> and she would, you know, message him like a crazy person. I think it's very telling that Louise would be really <laughs> <No>. <laughs> into it. Right. And Jack, maybe not so much. So, Okay. <laughs> I don't don't even know if Jack would would be on social media, to be honest. (laughs) I feel like the world would, like, tell him, like, you have to be on social media. And one day, maybe he'd get so fed up, he'd make a really (laughs) sad profile, like, with an out-of-focus picture and, like, only a couple photos. But they're, like, really sincere, (laughs) like... Him and his family, <laughs> like, like, it's like he would use it as an excuse to like teach the world about something, like history. Sure. Like he'd be like, "This is such, this is such crap." Like, mm-hmm. I'll use this to like better the world. So he'd like, <laughs> he'd just like post, not even about himself. It would be about like things he's learned. Um, he would never check it. So if anyone, <laughs> if anyone I ever connected, yeah, he would never respond to it. Um, either because he <laughs> wouldn't care or, like, wouldn't really know how to respond properly. Oh, yeah. Um, he would miss any kind of humor or irony that anyone would put out to him. Yeah. Um, again, he would probably take it very seriously as, like, a task that he has to do. Um, and uh, I, I don't think it would go very well for him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If he would respond to someone, it would be very, uh, like, short, <laughs> curt <laughs> answers. Uh, I don't think he's figured out emojis yet. Right. He's working There's on that time. one. Uh, you know, I think it's a lot of, like, colon um, uh, uh, bracket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if that makes any sense. And, uh, and... Yeah, and I don't know if he would really think anyone was actually interested in him. I think 
he'd think if anyone wrote to him, he would he would think they're like mocking him or something. <laughs> One time, Louise would get a hold of him. She's like, "That poor girl. I'm gonna respond. <laughs> like, yep. respond to every girl." No she would for sure get onto oh, yeah. his account and respond for to other sure. people. For sure, and also I'm sure yeah. be the one who's like, "She's very cute." Yeah. You didn't think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Jack would like overthink that <laughs> statement. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. I love it. Do you? each feel personally like attached to any part of your character or is there anything about the storyline whether it's just their experience in dating or them as people that you really like latched onto or feel as yourself um there are there are some <laughs> some parts yes some parts mm-hmm. no yep uh definitely the um missing some some social cues sometimes <laughs> it, it actually the character r- reminds me a lot of my dad who i <laughs> i love very dearly um, who's a very intelligent man. It actually has, has this amazing sense of humor, but he like there's his brain works in a in an awesome way. Like it's it sometimes doesn't totally see the joke right away or something, and he makes me laugh so hard. Um, so yeah, like I, I I see that kind of positivity and that earnestness in my dad a lot. Um, but that wasn't the question. What 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 uh, what do I relate to the character? Um, I mean, definitely, like, both a a shyness and then, like, an outgoingness. Like, one of the things I love about Jack is the his arc, his journey in the play. He starts out so serious and so formal. And uh, and you you get to see him come out of his shell and kind of find himself and find his sense of humor and find his bravery. And so uh, I love getting to play, like, both sides of that coin, which I I think is, is probably a version of myself. Um, I also like I think a lot about how I would react if I was drafted, if I was if I was sent to war and, you know, gosh, you you don't you don't really know how you would react if you unless you're really in that situation. And Jack is both he he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve like you you see him how scared he is, but he's trying to be so brave and uh and and he he is like he's he's such a hero for for going through that and and being an army medic and and working so many hours a day and putting himself in the line of fire to try to save other people and so i you know um i i don't know how i would react but i i i think i would like jack would would sort of fight the the fear by wearing my heart on my sleeve and and maybe admitting to the to the fear and and using that to try to help me get through it. Um, yeah, I think I just to go on a lighter note, <laughs> so we don't <laughs> fully go down the tunnel of of war. I think Jack has a bit of a weird sense of humor, which I do too. Uh, I think he's he's a bit of a, an odd duck, and uh, and I think Louise picks up on that because I think she's also a bit of an odd duck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think. I love that about them, like that they're kind of they're kind of two little weirdos that found each other. I agree. I think the weirdness. I had a friend who saw it just two days ago, and he was like, "Oh, it's so nice that director just sort of let you be weird, yeah." And I was like, "Oh, huh? I guess like I guess." You're like, "I don't think I'm being weird." (laughs) (laughs) Is that weird? I thought like, "Oh, I guess you who know me, it is true." Like there are some things where I know that I'm able to just tease the way I would tease, or definitely the idea of like personal joy and, and finding that in some moments where in a comedy when it's not a laugh line, but Louise sort of lives in a world where she finds a lot of, I think, 
joy. So finding that joy in me is important at times. Uh, also, she's an actress who does plays. I'm super lucky I get to talk about being inspired by shows. I've been so inspired by shows. I've booked huge auditions and talked to the person that I care about the most about it. And and that's so deeply moving to me, that section, in a very specific way. That when she books it and realizes she can't see him, that I've been through that. And his sort of like love and support and reaffirmation is one of the most moving parts of the show for me, actually, because I've been through that with partners who either have or haven't. And I now, especially looking back, realize it's such an act of generosity and love to say, I know this is going to be hard for our relationship, but we are going to make it work because I believe you and I support you and and you should be doing this. And that is so, I think everyone can relate to it in, in many different ways, but it's it's a it's a special moment. And w- one of the things we, we don't talk about that much, but we've both been in long distance oh relationships. God. So that's <laughs> like you talk about relating to the play. We've talked a, a lot about Jesus. that. My wife and I were long distance for five years. And so I and and ironically, we are long <clears throat> we are long distance right now while we're in D.C. <laughs> doing, doing this, this show. And our partners are away. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, it's hard. I, yeah. I really miss her. And we we're t- we talk every day, and we're, we write texts to each other, write emails to each other, yeah. but it takes it takes a toll, you know. Yeah, it's a special and, skill. Uh, it is a special skill, yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's I, I don't want to say therapeutic, but it's sort of uh, satisfying to yeah. be able to tell this story about long distance love, honestly, and like yeah. the the both like the comedy and the tragedy that that it takes <laughs> to to keep that going. Yeah. All the miscommunication, all the missing each other, like both the the sort of realities of that that Jack and Louise have to go through. So I think that's I think their their long distance relationship is is pretty true to life, and I relate to it a lot. I agree. What are you guys working on when you're done with Dear Jack, Dear Louise? I'm going to go do a world premiere of Emma at the Guthrie nice. in March, April, May. Uh, it's a new adaptation by Kate Hamill, who did The Sense Sensibility that was at the Folger a few seasons ago, and Our Pride and Prejudice, and so it's like, going to be like a seven-person cast nice. and lots of doubling like she does, and wonderful director Meredith McDonough, so I think it's going to be super creative and fun, and uh, and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I feel super prepared because she interacts with the audience a lot, mm. and now I feel like I've got my chops yeah, that, that worked muscle, out that a tiny bit. Seriously, yeah, that's a yeah. huge thrust space, so I feel like I'm super grateful to have had this right before I go and do that but um but yeah between now and then I'm gonna hang out in New York and see my friends I'm so excited yeah uh I'm uh I'm doing uh the I'm doing uh Indecent in Toronto oh nice uh, in March with this uh amazing theater company called Studio 180 that Mm. I've been uh trying to work with and sort of get in with for all my adult life. So I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, get into that play. I got, I got to see it in New York and it's a, it's a pretty, uh, I know you guys did, did it here it at Arena Stage. Yeah. 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 So they probably good. did a podcast as well. I should, yeah, I should listen to that for some research. <laughs> um, and then also the, that, uh, the one man show that I, I mentioned earlier uh, has been uh, picked up by a producer in Toronto and, uh, so I'm ex- I'm I'm sort of run I'm I'm going to be doing it uh, around Canada to kind of continue developing it for a few months and then uh, and then we do a, a run in Toronto nice. next year yeah wonderful 
wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm also so I'm good. I'm newly married, so I'm going home to Toronto oh, to, to right. be in. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just like <laughs> be a person. It's and, really real. I'm really yeah. excited about my time off. <laughs> Why should audiences come see Dear Jack and Dear Louise? It's wonderful. I mean, it's like a really wonderful play. It's not long. You've got two hours, including an intermission. One student today said it's like a it's like a perfect three hour film distilled into a play, and I was like, mm. I think it just sort of spans the gamut. That's what he meant. But it is. It's it's a play that. Uh, I really think sort of wins you over with a lot of humor, but a lot of honesty and a lot of humanity and then kind of brings it to a larger scale and asks you questions about love and life and and courage and communication. And I think it's just so relatable for so many different people, no matter what you've experienced in your life with family and with loved ones and with relationships. And uh, it's just a gift to give a play that's, so beautiful and so human and uh, and fun at the same time and then has some depth to it so that it kind of touches touches everything. The thing that I love so much about this play is that despite the fact that it takes place during World War II, it's so funny and so poignant. And it's actually that juxtaposition of the, the fact that these characters are living through this horrific time and yet they're trying to go on with their lives and... Uh, and they find this like comedy and uh, and and real human connection with each other, and it, it kind of gives them life through this this time of terror. Um, so yeah, it like it broke my heart the first time I read it, and I laughed out loud. And uh, I don't think audiences are fully expecting how how fun it is. I agree. Um, and so yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's a wonderful story. It's it's really well written, really well directed, and. Uh, I think uh, I, I think people would really enjoy it. Rapid fire in five, four, three, two, one. Who was your first pen pal? He was Israeli. I went to Hebrew school. His name was Pinchas. <laughs> he wrote me in Hebrew, and I couldn't read it. <laughs> I had a neighbor down this street. Her name was Laura. What was the last letter you wrote? L- like letter, 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 like not email. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> to the government. Okay, uh, the last letter I wrote like, does it does it does like a wedding <laughs> butchering this? Does a wedding thank you card count? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh I wrote so many of them. My aunt had a birthday. What golden age musical would you want to be in? Oh, does cabaret count? Sure. Cabaret. Yeah. Uh, it's rapid fire. I, there's so many! Sweetie Chad. Nice. Okay. Both good choices. What emoji best describes you? That one where the, <laughs> that one where the oh, mouth no. is wide open and oh, the eyes are wide God. open. The wide open one. I think you I don't know. Like the, is there one where he's like, oh God. It's like a face Really? Like face a face one. plant? Yeah. There's that one. Yeah. Like a rolling one. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, the colon with the, the bracket. Col- yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't relate to Jack at all. <laughs> colon with the bracket. Um, all right. Last question. What are your Hogwarts houses? Oh. Uh, I want to say Gryffindor, but it's probably, it's probably Hufflepuff. Yeah. I, uh, I want to say Gryffindor is probably Ravenclaw. 
You yeah, can also I'm, see our I'm, desire I'm, to be Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to be Gryffindor, right? Everyone is not right? aware that there is uh, someone who wants to be a Gryffindor. I am right. very proudly yeah. a Ravenclaw, so. Yeah, I'm a Hubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Okay. Those are all of our questions. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so Thank much you. for being here. Thank you. Um, and we're very excited for the last week and a half of I Dear Jack, Dear Louise. As always, thank you for listening to Arena On Air. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And a special thanks to our fellows, Caroline Austin, Tristan Evans, and Brandon Pilar, without which this podcast would not be possible.